What's up, junkies? Welcome back in for another edition of Pigskin Junkies. Myself, Michael Larson, the big brother, Jared Larson, and now, once again, as usual, the numero uno by uno pointo going into the weekend. <laughs> as I will have no fingernails, I can only imagine how oh. Scott Panza is going to be feeling going into this weekend. I'll tell you, I was up at a brisk 1 a.m. today uh, <laughs> going through and doing my last uh, – you know, thoughts on all the games, and then I fell asleep for another 45 minutes, woke up again, <laughs> and then I kicked I kicked the day off with a 7.15 SoulCycle class, a feel fantastic, just ready to rock and roll, picked five winners after that, and now we're ready we're really to just wait to see who everyone else is on so we can map out the weekend. Yeah. Whenever I think, whenever I hear SoulCycle, I think of two things. One... Scott J. Panza to that Chain Smokers video where they're trying to get the instructor and then I think it's till you were gone. Anyways, total right, sidebar. Jared, real deep. <laughs> right right up there with college football, uh, uh, techno is uh, not my uh, – or EDM music, if you will, not my bag. So <laughs> I didn't see that music video, Jared. This sort of thing is my bag, baby, by Austin Powers. Yeah. There's your movie quote for you there, Jared. Uh so Haley and I did SoulCycle one time in Soho, and they were like, uh, yeah, you guys are in the back row. You're, like, way too fat and ugly. It was, like, a bunch of gay dudes and models, and they're like, you two, back row where nobody can see you. Get out of here. <laughs> that was my SoulCycle experience. I was one of, like, three guys in the class this morning, and I know that the women all around me were like, why do I have to deal with this, this guy? How, why does he have to sit right in front of me? And she's sweating so much. Is he going to be okay? <laughs> it was like, I'll tell you, it was a total detox from the whole holiday season. And I ate way too much over the past month. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that oh. makes two of us. <laughs> I think that goes with everyone. But so, oh, I want to share this story because talking about that makes me laugh. This is so we're doing an Alaskan cruise as a family. And Jared goes, Oh, yeah, love yoga. Let's do yoga classes. So our mom signs us up for like three classes each. And we do the first class. It is packed. There's not right. any standing. Like everyone is like shoulder to shoulder. So I'm yeah, standing like behind Jared. Slammed. And we are doing the like reach down, press your palms against the ground. And Jared's ass is just right there, just in my face. Oh. And uh, nice. our yoga Welcome class instructor was like, all right, you two, don't have too much fun. And I was like, all <laughs> right, <laughs> going to move on. Um, so with that, we're going to dive quickly into the college football bowl pick we got going right now. Um, if your name is Bro Beans, you're in 53rd place with two wins and 15 losses. Take a hike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro Beans. Scott Panza. Uh, name, I, don't, I don't think you could do that is a great name. I don't think you could do that if you tried. No. I don't think you could repeat that. That's like the funny thing of all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't cash a ticket on my first 12 bets in Las Vegas. And I was like, I couldn't do this if I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just an unfortunate side of the uh, of the volatility coin. But uh, anyways, bro beans. If you're out there, give us a shout. Maybe we'll uh, if you're. Maybe we'll, give you 10 seconds. maybe we'll give you the 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. uh, next, Scotty P coming in at nine and 14, holding a solid 52nd place. Not terrible. Picks. Expert picks. Not bad at all. <laughs> For a guy who doesn't watch college football, honestly, not bad. Uh, I'm trying to find where Jared is. Jared, 
Jared tied for 22nd with everyone and their mother, including great Ryan Malone, um, going with 12, 12 wins and 11 losses currently. Uh, Kurt Kramer, longtime listener, uh, no-time caller, coming in with 13 wins, 10 losses at 14th. A lot of people tied for – excuse me, not 14th. Uh, yes, 14th for Kurt. A lot of people tied for fourth with 14 wins, nine losses. Um, and then you got one, two, three. So I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Lepian. Lepian. He's probably from Louisiana. Uh, 17 and six. He has. So I'm behind him by a game at 16 and six. Um, so I forgot to pick the NC, A&T, and Alcorn State game. He has. Missed a good one. I know. He has Virginia. <laughs> and florida and i have south carolina and michigan so if things stand the way they are right now he will take a two-game lead on me going into this so looking like he could be a winner jared a lot of ground to make up here to get his money back i love i texted scotty earlier today i love the monday card we'll definitely be adding some uh plays to the action app this evening um i like clemson i like oklahoma uh, in the playoff games, for those of you that are picking this up early enough, mm-hmm. um, lay the points with Clemson, take them with with Oklahoma. I'm not going to say anything. I'll put that up on the I'm not going to say anything. I'm that's, just going to keep moving. That's not a good thing because that's exactly what I have. Uh oh. And also oh, no. what I. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, that's bad news. I, love I think it worked many... out last time. Whatever that last one was, it yeah, worked. The three of us. Oh, we are all on the Bears. Yeah. Duh, Bears. See? Yeah. This is NCAA, though. I guess this is, is uh, could potentially be different. But, but Jared, anyway, actually, Jared and I are on the same page. It's bad. I think we did bad. really well on the gun to your head uh, picks. I think me. I think we did too. We'll have to Last, recap this, which is shocking given that we went two and three in the contest. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of sad. I, I missed that line on the the Raiders that that was their last home game of the season. Oh man. I uh, they were juiced up for that one. They were, and we needed yeah, the Raiders were. to come through because then it kept personal gourmet two and a half points back, and they could have been a point and a half back of us in solo third. So uh, more breathing room from third place. But uh, what a weekend last weekend! The, mm-hmm. the end of the one o'clock games it was just you know <laughs> coaster type of movements. Yeah. Uh, well, that Browns, that Browns non-cover is just as bad as it gets. <laughs> Twenty-six to three, turned into a block punt touchdown, two-point mm-hmm. conversion converted, and then they tease you by getting it to the three, and then kneel on it. Wouldn't you want to stick it to Hugh Jackson? That's what I don't yeah. get. Why not just pound it down their throat? Yeah, right. Well, I was gonna say somebody must have intervened because that was, in my understanding, and I did not see it live. That was the play that Baker stared down Hugh Jackson when he took it all the way down to the three. Yeah. That and was a, that a pass. So maybe like that a was his pass to Njoku. Yeah, so maybe that was his get back. Oh, staring him down. But what a, it, what a tease. But you know, we got the back door on. Oh, Mike, I already, I already told uh, Scott that Driscoll will be hearing about this in the offseason. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you're going <laughs> to. Yeah. I, I could text him right now if you wanted me to. Be like, hey, jerk. You understand no, what he just did? Yeah, well, okay. It's not a t-shirt that I won't say anything. Um, I, I, I just assume people are going to take the Steelers for some reason. So what? Two of the three losses, though, were by a hook, right? All three were by All a three hook. were a hook? Okay. All three. Which was just and collo- like two of them Billy- by, 
by uh, mixed, missed extra points. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll run through them. And I tweeted this out uh, at the end of last week. Um, but you had Tennessee, which was a miracle chance, and then the rule change that nobody knew about, so they didn't wind up kicking the extra point. Philly lost by one by two, but didn't cover the two and a half because they missed an extra point earlier in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then the aforementioned uh, Cleveland Browns that were up 16 minus eight and a half, got a punt blocked. Uh, Cincinnati stuck it in and the two point conversion. I mean, it was like those last. I mean, I wish the listeners could have seen the text thread between me and Scott and me and Micah. Like it was like Philly scores to cover, then. Buffalo scores to cover, then back comes Cleveland. Like Cincinnati, it was just a roller coaster. Jared just texts me, holy shit, Cleveland. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, I thought we had that one in the bag. Um, I wish. I also wish that we could have had a video of Jared and I in pure hysteria in uh, in the living room. Oh, yeah. As we were watching Watch the Titans Tennessee. game, just jumping around like idiots. Oh. And then we're, we're like waiting for the field goal unit to come out. Nowhere to be found. I was at a, a country club and I think uh, they wanted to kick me out because <laughs> three guys and we're all screaming. The two buddies I was with had the over, so that clinched the over for them. And then I saw Malcolm Butler going to the end zone. I was like, holy, holy goodness. But then I holy saw it flash final. And then I was like, oh, no, that's right. They don't kick the extra point anymore. Oh, Did you remember was, that rule? I didn't, I didn't even. I did. You pay way more attention to the NFL than I do, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, which was all focused around the Minneapolis miracle from last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they had to come back out on the field, which I don't know. Whatever. The punter went out there. Who cares? With, but yeah, they just need on it, which I they may have done good, in the Tennessee like, game anyways. Honestly, I think it's a good rule. There's no reason to have the guys that like, go get hurt somehow by yeah. a ticket yeah. extra. It's me. No, I agree. I agree. I just – what has it been burned in my brain for the last decade was like they have to kick in the NFL and they don't in college, and then obviously that was changed in the off season. So just, what do I know? Just two things that have happened uh, to or against for or against the Vikings in the playoffs that have affected the rule changes in the NFL. Both teams right. getting a chance to get the football if one of them kicks a field goal, uh, circa two thousand nine NFC Championship game, and then now this one. So it's great. It's real great. So, Scott, <laughs> we'll, we'll give the people what they want. We're, we're recording. It's a 2 o'clock. Gator game's just coming out of halftime. I know you care so much. Uh, been sleeping a lot, feeling relaxed, nice and massaged. Jared and I will yeah. be doing family Christmas all day tomorrow, so I didn't oh really realize goodness. that until. iPad with the sling will be fully charged. Yeah, Don't worry. We'll have portable red there. zone. <laughs> I still haven't decided where I'll be taking in the games, but uh... – uh, I'll probably be in the torture chamber, pacing around, and hopefully not scaring uh, my wife too much. But let's let's kick it off. We're starting in the one o'clock slate, and you've been listening to this podcast for a while. You know what's coming. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. We are back on them. I said this weeks ago that we they're undervalued. They're a covering machine. And I just love this spot for them. Here's the here's the here's the rub here. Kyle Williams, it's his last game. He's retiring. Defensive mainstay on that team, been on the team for 13 years. That defense is going to be motivated to go send him off with the win. Second, you have a lot of young players on the offensive side of the ball for the Bills. So they haven't given up on the season. They want to earn spots next season. On the flip side, the Dolphins 
what is worse than being in Miami and flying up to Buffalo in week 17? Nothing. Oh, only if your GM has just said that they're going to relinquish your QB duties for the Dolphins next season. Ryan Tannehill is on the way out. That is a dejected team. We have the spread at minus three and a half. It's already moved two points up to five and a half. The Dolphins are going to be without Xavier Howard. They're going to be without maybe Kiko Alonso. I'm hoping he's out. Bad run defense. This is tailor-made Bills game. Rock and roll. They're going to win by double digits. And hopefully get us nice and settled with a win as we go into the 425 games. We're going to start. Another team we've been riding hard, the Cleveland Browns against plus six against the Baltimore Ravens. Here's the angle here. They're treating this like their Super Bowl. So they're a desperate team. They have absolutely nothing to lose. So they're going to be sending everything at them. Freddie Kitchens is coaching for his OC job. Greg Williams is coaching for the head coaching job. These guys are going to be ready to rock and roll. Now, what I really like about the Browns and their defense is their weaknesses in the secondary. Denzel Ward is out. They don't really have to worry about that because Lamar Jackson isn't going to be passing the ball downfield. So this is a big Jamie Collins game, spying Lamar Jackson. He's freakishly athletic. I know that because he used to be a Pats Pats player. Hopefully he has his head on right for this game and will be all over Lamar Jackson, stop them from running the ball down their throats. Big Miles Garrett game, big game for the defensive line, for the linebackers. It's too many points. Take the six. It's already moved a little bit in the other direction. We're ready to rock and roll on Baker Mayfield. It's going to be a tight one. Next, we've been on these guys all season. I thought they were undervalued the whole season. We've rode them over and over and over again. Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks. They have the best rushing offense in the league. They're going up against the worst rushing defense in the league. So, angle here, even if they don't give Chris Carson the ball, they have three other running backs, Rashad Penny, who's fresh, Mike Davis, and J.D. McKissick, who can just pound the football down the Cardinals' throat. They have not been playing for Steve Wilkes. Even though they say they want to be the head coach, they aren't showing it on the field. They look like trash, and they definitely don't travel well, so they're traveling to one of the toughest places in the NFL to play on the road. Just last week, they were 14-point home dogs, and now they're getting... 13 and a half against Seattle, who still needs to play for the fifth seed because they don't want to go to Chicago. This is a let it roll. Josh Rosen can't get anything going. He has no weapons on offense. Give Lay the 13 and a half, lay the 14, expecting a big Seattle game. Can I step in there and say also Arizona pole position for the number one overall draft pick? Another angle to consider. So, uh, NFL frowns upon tanking, but I think in week 17, they would be remiss if uh, they went out and won this game. doesn't even matter. Steve Wilkes can't coach that team anyway. <laughs> I, I, don't, I hope he gets fired because I agree. I think they have some talent, and he's a terrible – he's a uh, horrible coach. Him and Go Vance Joseph, by Next, now, this is one that I have gotten insane pushback on. But I just love everything about this game. Denver plus six and a half. You may be scratching your head. Be like, why, Scott? Why would you take this game? They just look like trash against Oakland. Well, here's the angle here. Case Keenum, every game he plays is a tape game because he has to constantly prove that he's an NFL quarterback. Second, 
He's got a bunch of young receivers who are also playing for playing time next year. Third, now with Philip Lindsay out, Royce Freeman gets to showcase his skills on fresh legs. The Chargers' run defense hasn't been great. They've lost a lot of guys on the defensive line and the linebacking core. Now on the Chargers' side, now they have nothing to play for. Once they get into halftime, they're going to see that the Chiefs are up 20 to nothing on the Raiders, and they were like, well, we're locked into the fifth seed. So why would we go all out? Why would we play Melvin Gordon, who's already banged up? Rest your guys, get ready for next week, because you're going to have to go back on the road, and I think they're going to end up playing, they're going to play the winner of the nightcap, which we're about to get to. So why are they going to play this game? The, the, the Broncos are a prideful team. They just got cooked, embarrassed on national TV. I love Von Miller. I love Nick Chubb coming back, playing with pride. Oh, by the way, Philip Rivers owned for the last four trips to altitude in Denver, one of the toughest places to play. Six and a half, way too many points. Swallow or grab the points. Now last, every mush face in the <laughs> world is telling me the Colts are beating the Titans. Everyone. I haven't heard one person say they like the Titans, except my good friend, Uncle Colin Coward. Well, oh, I'm right there with him. You know who hasn't been playing well on the road this year? The Indianapolis Colts. Did you forget they lost to the Jets in New York? Did you forget that they got shut out against the Jags earlier this year? They have a ton of injuries. I love Andrew Luck. I love this team. But home dog, Titans. What else? They're playing for revenge. They got cooked 38-10 to 10 earlier this season against the Colts. What game was that after? After they went and smoked the Pats. We were all over that game with the Colts that week. But this week, this line has swung way too much. I'm a huge buyer of the Titans. They can pound the football. They can stop the run. All they have to do is make sure Malcolm Butler is all over T.Y. Hilton because they don't have any other weapons. Ebron... Concussed the SEA player today. I'm waiting to hear that news. We love the Tennessee Titans. It's a team we've rode all season, undervalued. This is another great spot. They're being undervalued again. Take the three points, take the home dog in an emotional, emotional game. Sunday night football. I am just hoping I can watch that game in peace while I flip between that and Dirty John on Bravo. Because we've already locked and loaded the <laughs> 1.4 million, and we are the champs, and we are going to be elated. How, so here, I'll play. I'll I'll say what everyone's going to say. But Scott, Andrew Lux never lost to the Titans before. How do you defend that? Mush. Oh. Well, <laughs> the mush they've response. Been, they've been playing against. Whoever the Titans Colts coaches was it Mike Malarkey in the past. Mike Malarkey. This this is a different coaching staff. This is a different team philosophy. And I'm telling you right now, Mike Vrabel is telling his team all about that staff. He's going to tell them no one believes in you. I love the home underdog. No one believes in you for your football playoff life. They are going to be juiced up. I saw them play with so much fire against the Pats earlier this season, and they just crushed them. I'm expecting the same thing. Oh, by the way, the Colts, they just won by one against the New York Giants last weekend. You really have that much confidence? I think this is going to be very heavily played on the Colts. We're, we're pushing aside that group think. We're all over the Titans. I'll say two well, things. 
One, I saw 82% of the bets at Bet Online yesterday by ticket count were on the Colts, which only echoes everything that Scott has said so far. Two, trends are nearly useless in my mind. So Andrew Luck, 10 and 0. He's 1 and 0 against them this season, and that has to be accounted for. And Scott mentioned it, revenge, et cetera, et cetera. But every game prior to that, you had different coaches. Chuck Pagano, complete idiot. Uh, for the Colts previously, I think for the entire tenure. It may have even been Jim Caldwell before that, which is even more of a bozo head. And then for the Titans, you said uh, Malarkey prior. So, yeah, just it's one, it's different philosophies. Two, it's different players. The rosters are never the same 52. So I agree that it must be considered, but I just – the human mind is designed to think in straight lines, and that's very rarely how things happen. Uh, Sorry, even, I'm off the soapbox now. Yeah, and even if it's, say the Colts win, I think it's a field goal game. So then we get the push and, you know. But I, I have to believe much of it. I wish it was three and a half. That would be great. So we could hook some, you know, do the reverse hook from last weekend. But think of it, what, if, what if it's tied and then that game ends on three and you win by a half point? Oh, I think you, you will be the silver fox at the end of the game if that's the case. I'd be a... <laughs> That would be incredible. That would be absolutely incredible. Uh, well, like, and for the listeners, here's a little bit of the game theory that Jerry and I were talking about. The guy right, the guys right behind us, Rush, whatever, they've been playing home dogs all season. I am waiting to see what all the other contestants are taking after this podcast, but I have a funny feeling that they're going to be with us on the Titans, and that's a big blocker for us for them gaining ground. Um, I think that they're also going to be on the Broncos. I, it's just, it's their philosophy. So these are two blockers that we're thinking that we, they will not be able to gain ground on us. So the real kickers are going to be probably the Browns, the Bills and the Seahawks. Um, but I guess we'll see. 1.44 riding on the Browns and the Bills. And at least the Seahawks you feel good about. But <laughs> saying those two other teams, my butthole just got real tight. Oh, it's, my God. Scott, Scott texted me the card, and I was like, it's perfect. It's the perfect <laughs> amount of disgusting. Oh, my God. Perfect amount of Pepto and perfect amount of guys that we've just – teams that we've been on this year that we just have a good feel for. And I'll tell you, the, if I can g- give me three minutes to talk about the near misses, L.A. Rams, they – I was – Back and forth during Soul Cycle this morning between Rams and Seahawks. I love the spot for the Rams. The things that's, that I really love is they learned last year that packing it in in week 17 is going to have a detrimental effect to your team because they went and laid an egg the following week. You can't just turn it off and turn it on. So I think they're coming fully loaded against Nick Mullins. Aaron Donald needs three and a half sacks to break the sacks record. Uh, Mullins has been terrible on the road this season. Um, they have a ton of injuries. Pettis is going to be out. Govan's going to be out. Uh, Breida's going to be out. So it's Kittle and Jeff Wilson. Uh, this is the last one out. I just I, I love the Rams. I was going to be on the Jets plus 13 and a half. The Pats shouldn't be laying that much, but it feels dirty to bet against the Pats since I'm such a huge fan. I was kind of regretting it last week until the Bills went in the back door. Also, the, the Jets just have too many injuries, so it's going to be Stephon Gilmore all over Robbie Anderson. They should just double him and just make anyone else beat him. And then we are going to be on the Atlanta Falcons plus one. Um, but both those teams are playing for nothing. Um, 
I just I, I couldn't do it on the Falcons because I haven't played them enough this year and they've actually burned me when I have so just stayed away but those were the the near misses I think we're going to be huge skins fans because I think a ton of people are going to be on the Eagles I think we're going to be huge Jags fans I really like that game but the O-line is just so bad so I think those are going to be the swing games for us and hopefully it just shakes out in our favor I'm a huge skins fan for personal reasons on the, on the what do you think, Micah? Do you do you guys get the win tomorrow? I don't know. Um, kind of a scary spot, to be honest. Uh, the last time Kirk reeks, Cousins reeks of position. a Minnesota loss. Oh, Just reeks of a loss. I don't think they need to do too much. Their defense is playing great, mm-hmm. but last time Kirk Cousins was in this position, he laid an absolute egg. Yeah. Is that when they lost good. to the Giants? Lost to the Giants 19 to 10, and Eli Manning was 10 of 28 in that game, and they still won. <laughs> 10 of 28. Ugh. I will say oh, that's another. That's another game. We're going to be huge Cowboys fans because every everyone on Twitter is talking about how the Giants are a lock at six and a half. I don't get it. They should be playing for draft position. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know. Well, who knows what they'll do now that uh, QB from Oregon said he's going to stay for another year. Um, Herbert. Yeah, basically the best quarterback option there is outside Drew Locke. Isn't Drew Locke is not Drew Locke, <laughs> Some poor some poor sap fan base is going to draft Drew Locke like fourth overall. Drew Locke is the reincarnation of Blaine Gabbert. Same yeah. school, uh-huh. same style, trash. <laughs> trash. <laughs> but we he's, may need he's Blaine Gabbert tomorrow. Yeah. It's it doesn't matter in the NFL you if you come in and you're above 6'5", you can throw a football. For some reason, this matters. You can throw a football really far from your knees or sitting on your yeah. butt. Um, Got all the throws. Because, Make all the throws. Yeah, because, you know, when you, you in the NFL, you're constantly throwing from your knees. It's yeah. a thing. It's important. Uh, it's important. So, look, yeah. at, look at noodle arm Tom Brady. Six, <laughs> uh, six world championships. Or is it five? Five. five? five. No big deal. Five. It's going to be six. It's more likely that Tom Brady would have been in a Super Bowl than not in his career. That's so gross. Wow. Are they going to do it this year? Oh, so that's actually probably a good programming note. Oh. Uh, this show will not cease once the uh, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The contest super contest ends. is over. Jeez, I'm yeah. I'm going I'm losing my shit. I need another cup of coffee. Uh, that will not be over when the contest ends. Um, I'll be putting, some, as I said, I'll be putting some bull picks up. Mike and I might do one for the uh, college football like season recap once the national title game is over, and then we will have uh, playoff football preview shows football. as well. Just football probably be breaking down every game because at that point it'll be uh, for a weekend uh, for the first couple weekends, and then you know ticks down from there. So. Uh, Team Pitskin Junkies will be in Las Vegas next weekend. So I uh, can't promise any type of programming outside of what we put on Twitter from me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lots and of Maybe we'll just do some live videos and yeah. we'll give a oh, real quick recap shit. in Vegas. How does that sound? I think videos in Vegas are a bad idea, but uh, generally. <laughs> but I'll make yeah. an exception for this one. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I, I, I can already picture it next weekend where – in the sports book and we're watching Cowboys Seahawks the Saturday night game <laughs> and we are locked and loaded on Russell Wilson for deep I cannot wait 
weird. We Scott and I were talking about this last night. Yeah. We were talking about it last night. We're like, I can't wait till next Saturday. I just pray that the, they take that as the night game. Oh, Cowgirls, man. Seahawks, and I will be yeah. unloading and just <laughs> ripping shots when I see Jason Garrett's stupid, dumbfounded look, just <laughs> ripping them down. I still oh. – there have been few moments in my life. So as long as Jared doesn't say certain words, I am totally in on the Seahawks as well. Jared, last March, text me. Lock of the century, and who was it? It was like Eastern Illinois in the tournament. He's like, it was like there are thirty or forty point dogs in the tournament. Jared goes, it's the lock of the century. I don't think they scored fifteen points. They got absolutely Illinois smacked. State. Yeah, Illinois State. Horrible. Yeah, I was in. I was in Vegas. Uh, may have had a few cocktails and said block of the century on him accident. And, him and Fredrickson had T-shirts on, had Illinois State they, T-shirts. They made me oh. so much money that year that I felt like I had to bet them, and I let my uh, I let my heart get in the way. The heart, whatever. The heart it was worth it. It was fun. So, um, yes, it is. I, I saw this on, on Twitter, and they were talking about – I thought it was interesting. Um, it was our boy uh, from VEASAN who messages us quite a few times to see if, if Scotty Scotty wants to get on the – Van Tobel? Uh, no, no, uh, no. Dave Tooley. Tooley, yes. Oh, yeah, Dave Tooley. Um, and I thought it was Looking interesting. Looking forward to meeting Dave Tooley when yeah. we're out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we got a couple to meet. Yeah. Um, so Dave Tooley uh, was saying, a guy asked him, you know, what would you describe a backdoor cover? for you? So I'll preface it with this. Is it just when an underdog scores a late touchdown, or would you still consider a backdoor cover even when a favorite scores late? Even when a favorite. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would echo. I mean, I backdoor just means usually I, I quantify it as inside the two-minute warning or inside yep. of two minutes in college. Like if you are getting and, and it becomes even more so backdoor when it's meaningless, I don't really think it's a backdoor. As an example, a team is plus three, but they're losing by four and they need a touchdown and they score a touchdown. Um as long as those two, as long as your bet syncs up with the outcome on the field, um, I don't really think that's a backdoor cover. Where that starts to happen is is when those two things become uh, misaligned. Yep. And there were so many examples last weekend. <laughs> I was going to say the Bills, the Bengals, all backdoor covers. Bengals was the worst. The meaningless touchdown. Egregious. Egregious. Like you just know that you just know they're coming. So, fellas, yeah. any uh, any closing closing thoughts? Clo- closing thoughts for you guys. Thanks to all the so a couple things. Thanks to all the <laughs> listeners. It's been a ton of fun going through this contest with you guys. I am super stoked for tomorrow. Also, we tweeted about it. But shout out Evan Silva, Ross Tucker, Fantasy Feast podcast was one of the most important things I listened to dissecting games this year. They broke it down so well. Injuries, matchups, it was fantastic. It was my Wednesday and Thursday, one of the most important pieces of my puzzle. And uh, let's rock and roll. Let's get winners. And if you're out in Vegas, tweet, tweet at us. We'll be locking up winners. Yeah, I would also I'd echo and say uh, thanks to Scott primarily for picking winners and taking us on this fun ride where we were uh, we had a hundred downloads an episode and now we have just shy of a thousand so uh the fold the uh thank you goes twofold one to scott and one to the listeners this is 
I've said it before on a bunch of podcasts without sounding too mushy here. Uh, Mike and I started doing this last year. We were like, Hey, we're going to talk about, we're just a couple brothers. We're going to talk about football anyways. Why not record it and put it out there and see who listens. So this is, yeah, put it on the line. I mean, this is a ton of fun for us. It's to have a bunch of other people care. What we have to say is like the coolest thing ever. So, uh, you know, we'll keep doing this. Even if we go down to just like 50 listeners, I think we'll probably keep doing it because it's just uh, it's fun for us. So mm-hmm. thanks for your interaction. Thanks for following along. And uh, hopefully we can bring it home tomorrow and uh, send out a bunch of cool pictures from next weekend. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so I'll piggyback on that. So a lot of Pepto is going to be consumed tomorrow. I even while I'm getting massaged, I might ask the lady if I can like lot. hold oh. my phone and watch the games. On my phone while it's happening, sir. You need to relax. I can't. I can't relax. Um, yeah, it's been a blast, Scott. Thanks again, man, for coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun and for for carrying the cross of the uh, of pigskin junkies uh, towards the finish line. There, we know you didn't have like a, it could have been just easily your name or something you came up with, but luckily for us, it was the podcast name, and you came along and rolled with it, and been also, I mean, going on lots of shows and crushing it for us and representing the brand well uh we got to get a t-shirt uh, uh, made here soon i think we should try and get one done for the weekend and just say like hashtag sadsies since that's <laughs> Scott, <laughs> scott's favorite word there or something and just get like the pigskin junkies logo on it but uh yeah jared and i have a lot of fun doing this obviously it's great having scott on here to talk nfl because it is pigskin not just college pigskin so uh <clears throat> as we kind of continue to add that ripple into it uh college games next year will also be a huge thing so just lots of opportunities for people to get on here and get lots of free money uh with the pigskin junkies so thank you all so much it's been a fun season like jerry was saying it's not over we'll be going through the uh i mean college football still going on uh just a reminder that we all have yikes uh clemson and oklahoma oklahoma tonight uh so if you got that Clemson is dropping like a rock I might have to re-up here yeah so with that being said it's past Christmas time so I cannot say be sure to drink your Ovaltine so I don't know what to say now but we are out of here check Twitter on Monday night for that comment by the way (laughs) see ya see ya Suck the tape juice.